3: This podcast is brought to you by Men's T Clinic. Men's T Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com.
4: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. From the 214 to Kevin's question after the break, yes, they're all concerning. Oh, well, I haven't given you the particular the stats yet. No. You got to tell me if these stats are concerning. Name one. All right, the Cowboys are one and four on in games on grass this year, and if all of the seating holds, all three of their NFC playoff games would be on grass.
3: That's concerning throughout the playoffs, but the losses are at Green Bay, same record as Tampa. At Jacksonville, we all know that's a division champion. So how are you supposed (laughs) to win those games on the road? (laughs) Where are the other losses? Washington. What are you going to do? I mean, Washington had so much to play for. They were
4: out. They were eliminated (laughs) Uh,
3: from the playoffs. They came in with the attitude of, like, let's really end this season on a strong note. I mean, they have such good chemistry there. They're Mm kind of like the Steelers of the NFC East. Mm -hmm. So that was a tough one. Uh And who else they lose to? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, that one's a tough one because they're the best team in the NFL record-wise, or at least tied with KC. So I mean, this one, easy win. You said one in four,
4: yeah, in the book.
3: And the
1: last one they won was against the Titans. Yep.
3: But this is the this is the worst record
4: team they're playing in this situation. But the
1: most recent game on grass is yep. where they learned. Yep. They learned how to win on grass. This so that's...
4: Washington, the most recent game on grass. And hey. Stephen and
3: Jerry said they played
4: great against Tennessee.
3: I
1: don't count that game. <laughs> okay. Nobody showed up for that game. <laughs> no, no t- Joe this-
3: Jerry said this morning. He was like, we tried our best to win that That's game. Great. That, that uh, Tennessee game felt like I was watching preseason football, like by the way. Every single
1: one of those players will admit that they didn't really show up okay. for the game prepared. The So
4: not concerned.
1: I, I am concerned about grass because the Cowboys don't practice on grass, except for when they go to Oxnard. They they practice on turf. They prac they play on turf at their home field. They're really good on their home field. Their record's really yeah. good. They are faster and they rely on speed, and that's one of the factors. Mike, go practice with a uh, with a wiffle ball the entire time you're practicing, and now go pitch a regular baseball in a game. You're not going to have the same anything. Like all your stuff's going to be different. I mean, go shoot on a on a sixteen inch rim. And then go to an NBA game and shoot on a regular rim. It's very like it's going to be more difficult, and that's what they're dealing with. I mean, they're sh- they're the best athletes, right? They are the best athletes in the world, and it shouldn't be a problem for them. But it will be because they do rely on a lot of speed as opposed to physicality, which Jerry was talking about this morning. This needs to be their their mindset and mantra: is that physicality is the most important thing in the playoffs?
4: Is this stat concerning? feel like we did okay on that one. We did better than I thought. The Cowboys run game as they continued to allow linebackers to run free. In their last four games, so since Terrence Steele got hurt, 130 carries for 420 yards. That's 3.23 yards per carry. And in the last three games, they have the fifth lowest yards per game rushing in the league. Corey, I'll take this
3: one first. Our general manager and head coach have four Super Bowl championships <laughs> between them. They'll figure it out.
4: Well, what? is that going to be your answer to everything? You know,
3: we, one? Well, <laughs> I honestly think they're screwed in this one, and this is going to be part of the downfall of the playoffs. I'm hoping they beat Tampa. I think it's a coin flip, but yeah, they're they they need the run game to give them about five yards a carry, and now that it's not, it puts more pressure on Dak, and Dak isn't handling it well.
1: The the. That GM that you're talking about was right.
3: Hall of Fame. They GM. did
1: get Tyron Smith back for the meat of the schedule. Doesn't matter the way he's playing. I mean, just, if you're watching Tyron Smith right now, you want the best. If you're watching Connor McGovern at center right now, which Bidez is, is coming back, according <laughs> to Jerry this Man. morning. I didn't know both of them called him Bidez. I didn't know that. And that's so weird to me. But. I was watching them against Washington. They didn't look like they knew how to come off the ball at all. Yeah, and, and can you
3: imagine if Jerry or Steven had to call in the picks to the NFL <laughs> office when they do draft somebody? You get the like, right player. Who the hell are they taking? And they're like, somebody else call this in. They're saying the wrong name. We're about to get some player we don't even know that exists.
1: I think. I think that when Biatch comes back,
3: we drafted FD Ram at one point.
1: Huge plus. But I'm probably swinging McGovern back out to guard, Tyler back out to left tackle, and asking Jason Peters to play right. I don't. Wow. What I'm seeing right now from Tyron so Tyron's Smith, on the bench for me.
4: Uh, Whoa. Do you
3: think they have the guts to do that? Nope. No. Okay. But you, hey, who, so you're saying give me your starting five on I would have on Monday night. I would
1: have Tyler on at left tackle. Okay. I would have McGovern at guard. All right. Biotic at center. I'm guessing Martin, Zach Martin at right guard
3: <laughs> feels safe and
1: then I'm asking Peters to play right tackle who said admittedly never played it before I don't know what I'm doing, but I know what I watched with Tyron in the last game and I he he doesn't he looks lost right. and it's it, it it stinks because he's not used to it but I guess Mike McCarthy did say yesterday uh the crude saying of it's like wiping your butt right you know you gotta you're used to doing it with your right hand and now you gotta do it with your left and what happens? Things are going to happen there, so Smears. they got to figure. They they have a week to figure that
4: out. I don't know if they could fix it. From the four six nine, forget the positivity. Sourpuss Mike is the best version of Mike. So they want oh, <laughs> right now. I've been
3: positive. Yeah,
4: no, you Corey's you.
3: the one over there going. Everything's in
4: trouble. I'm
1: just being. R- r- listen. In the regular season, when you have 12 wins, it's awesome. Just be excited about that. That's the regular season. When you get to the playoffs,
3: you got to be real about what your team is each week. Peter Smith and Martin are all guys in their prime future Hall of Famers.
4: Okay, I agree with the (laughs) second part of that statement. Two of them are most definitely not in their prime. Now being honest, I do love when the broadcasters
3: say that. I'm like, well, good. I'll go get Charles Haley and DeMarcus Ware out there too. They are (laughs) I'm pretty sure DeMarcus Ware is going to make the Hall of Fame. Who's coming on our show, not our show, but on the station today at 4 o'clock. DeMarcus Ware will be on at 4 o'clock, but it's like, I can go get like 11 Hall of Famers
4: to play, but if they're all old farts, it doesn't matter that they're in the Hall of Fame. And let me double check. I believe that is tomorrow, oh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock. But thank you for promoting ahead. Excellent work. Thanks. Now, speaking of the defensive line, I haven't factored in the stats from this last game yet where I thought the pressure looked a little bit better. But first 12 games versus the last four games for the Cowboys, that's through weeks it's through the 16th game. Pressure percentage, 27.4 down to 18.5. QB hits per game, 7.5 down to 4. Sacks per game, four down to 0.8. Concerning or
3: not? Easy answer. Wade Phillips did the same thing Uh for the Denver Broncos because he knew that they were going to cruise the rest of the regular season and didn't want to show his hand on what he was going to do playoffs. And then Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware and all those guys were unleashed. So we have the Wade Phillips approach here. Dan Quinn backed off. So everybody mm. was concerned about it, and here comes the wave. We call it the blue wave,
4: mm-hmm.
3: not those two lane green wavers. Mm-hmm. Here comes the blue wave of pass rush.
1: I'm hoping it com- it comes back. Hankins being back would be a huge help because that does help your defensive run stop, which then allows you Vanderech. to have yeah. better situation. And Vanderesh for sure allows you to have better situations on third down, which should produce more sacks. Those are the realities there. Somebody said why does Corey have the fear? I'm just pointing out the things that this team has to face this week. This this one week it is an important game for a lot of different people. Not scared. It's a reality that they have to go up against this week. They got to fix these things in what 7 days? Yep. I mean I said 10 the other Six day, but that now. was I was way off there they got to fix these things in six days, and they have a lot of work they have to put forward. If they put the type of effort they put into last week's practices and last week's work, then they're not going to have the success. But
3: I think that they will. I mean, they understand the importance of this thing right now. Kevin, out of the three things you've mentioned so far, rank the three that you're most concerned to least concerned about.
4: I think I'm least concerned about the grass, most concerned about the run game, and then the pressure. But there's another one on here that I'm more concerned about. Corey, so far out of these
3: three, rank most concerned?
4: The running game
1: because of how much it yep. helps Dak. Yep. And if they can't run it, it puts yep. Dak in
4: bad situations that I don't think he can get out of. Okay. I agree. We're going to circle back to what Corey just said in just a second. But first, Cowboys have lost their last eight postseason games on the road Their last road playoff win was the 1992 NFC Championship game. Is that stat concerning to you?
3: No, because we won on grass. They had to put new grass on the field. We won on new grass.
4: What was the question again? Are you concerned by the fact that the Cowboys haven't won a road playoff game in 30 years? I can't believe that. The
3: stats just keep on coming when it comes to Cowboys history. Because I didn't know that until they said that last week, I believe. I was like, Holy cow. I know there's not many playoff wins, but I just never thought of it being never on the road. I'm,
1: I mean, let's cut it back to like the last 10 years. It, yeah, because the lost all those. 20 years before that has nothing to do with Mike okay. McCarthy uh, or Dak. So
3: lost at Green Bay.
1: They lost at L.A. Yep. when they got run over, yeah. which, so, uh, yeah, stopping the run. And it was a very famous
4: game where they gave up a bit, uh, like an eight or nine-yard run play on the first play, and I'm sitting next to Mike, and he goes, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. <laughs> and then they did. <laughs> and they did. You were right.
3: And they yeah. lost that game on grass against Washington when um, Griffin the third said, don't worry, I still think you're a good quarterback.
1: So <laughs> that rookie. to Dak's
4: face or to Romo's face. Yeah,
3: they're the
1: same.
4: Now, Oh, my gosh. Now, we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> perhaps this is what is most concerning to me. Dak tied for the lead league in interceptions despite having by far the fewest pass attempts among the group. All right? So the cutoff can be wherever you want. But Dak led the league in interceptions along with Davis Mills. Davis Mills, who's not good, threw the ball 85 times more than Dak Prescott. You know who's next on the list? Kirk Cousins. He had 14 interceptions, one less than Dak. Kirk Cousins threw the ball 249 times more than Dak Prescott. All right. I'm going to put
3: the jinx on this. So I'm going to help out the Cowboy fans here. I guarantee that Dak Prescott is throwing at least one interception Monday night. Whoa. I'm putting the Charles Barkley jinx on it to help out Cowboy fans, and I do believe, I guarantee, Dak Prescott throws at least one interception Monday night.
1: Look, man, he's had two years where he's thrown only four picks. I know. One year, one of those years, he didn't play the whole season.
3: Is that the five-game season when he got in a cramp?
1: Yeah, that was the season. That was the second one. a real thing, Tony
4: Romo goes, maybe it's just a cramp when his foot was facing the other way.
1: (laughs) In other seasons, he's thrown 13, 11, 10, and now 15. So, like, when Jerry Jones comes on here and says it's in his DNA not to turn the ball over, that's a lie. I mean, he has thrown interceptions before. He had a 37 and 10 last year. Pretty sure. good, man. That's that is very good. This year, it's not quite the same uh, for a guy that was recovering from a hand injury.
3: I bet that's not the most concerning to Kevin. I'm just having this feeling that this one is going to be the most concerning coming up here. No, the no. Last one.
4: no it wa- that is that the most concerning it. to me. And somebody brought this point up. Kirk Cousins has way better receivers. Okay, if that was the only person I said, right before that I said Davis Mills. Do you want to go on down the line? Matt Ryan had two less interceptions than Dak. He threw 67 more passes and was benched along the way.
3: Well, Dak was hurt along the way. You didn't mention the question 1 plus 25 plus 37 equals, oh, crap
4: how the hell are we going to stop these wide receivers? Yeah. I don't I don't have a specific stat for that. Okay. These were all stat-based, and somebody's like, hey, I thought you supported NAMI North Texas. Why are you depressing the S out of us? That was not the point. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if you were concerned about these trends or numbers, and you should definitely reach out to NAMI North Texas if you need mental health assistance. I agree. I'm most concerned about the DAC thing because, like, it's weird. Whenever you talk about the interceptions, some people are like, "Well, that means you think he's not a good quarterback." And I'm like, "Well, he played bad in the last game, and some of the decisions he makes are poor." I'm not saying that means he's a trash player and a trash human, but this team isn't good enough to absorb those mistakes. Can, can Dak Prescott
1: deliver big time throws? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, he can. Do you want to rely on him the entire game like a team does? Patrick Mahomes? No. You want him to? You want him to? be a very balanced quarterback with the offense, and then strike big whenever the right moment is. And that's why I say with the offensive line not being able to run block the way that they have been in the past, it sets them up for longer down situations on second and third, and a penalty that shows up is a problem too. And then now he's trying to be hero on third down as opposed to just keeping the train moving along, and that's what you want. That's when this offense is at its best because then it can strike big on other moments whenever you're in good second- and third-down situations.
3: They better get a pass rush.
4: This is yeah. a horrible
3: offensive line you're going against, and you don't have to worry about a quarterback running or a running back running.
4: Yeah. Tampa does not, Tampa does not run the ball, and so hopefully you're harassing Tom Brady. Even though he gets rid of the ball quickly, hopefully yeah. you're harassing him. How many him times to- does he get sacked?
1: You know, like that's I, I, how does he get sacked ever? Nobody no, would ever.
4: And every that. time he does, he bitches about it. He's like, OK, me. Stop talking touch me, him. Yeah. Can't can't talk about me. Him like yeah. that. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on one oh five through the fan. Coming up next, we jump into the lunch rush as part of the expressway. We will do some Mike likes it plus college football on a Tuesday special TCU edition with TCU alum and Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown. All of it next on the fan.
2: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. It's a special edition of college football on a Tuesday, so we bring on a special guest, TCU alum and Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown. Good afternoon, sir. How's it going, on, fellas? So, hey, Larry, we'll get to more positive it stuff. We'll we'll figure it out. Were you at the game, and when did you realize that it was going to be a tough night?
5: Uh, I think by second quarter, you started to realize that you know, this game could get out of control. And for sure by halftime, I mean, 30, 30 points at the half, uh, you you know, and you hadn't stopped them all day. I, I believe the Georgia, the entire game, played it once or twice. So you knew it was going to be a long day if they couldn't stop them on offense. I mean, yeah, stop their offense at all.
1: When when you see a, a, a score like the score is, when is it okay? Like you're a player on the field to look up in the stands and see the fans leaving. Is it okay? Is there ever a moment to be like, yeah, I would have left, too. <laughs>
5: uh, you know, it, it, you want, you hope as a player it motivates you uh-huh. to play like you can. And any, any game like that, which you hate to see, is when you don't play your best. If you play your best and you get your butt kicked, there's not what you can do. But when you don't play your best, you know, three turnovers and the mistakes and things of that nature. So, you know, they didn't play their best game. And, and unfortunately, no one cares. You know, it's the national championship. You should be at your best. Georgia was at their best and they looked like that and and tcu wasn't
3: so what is it like larry being in locker rooms at halftime whether you're up by 30 or down by 30 i know that's a lot of points but i'm sure you've had games where it's kind of the contest has been somewhat decided give us the vibe in both locker rooms at that point
5: i think it comes down to coaching coaching you're talking about young men coaches have to get in their in their heads they also have to make uh players what they're going to do the second half, the adjustments they're going to make will work. Um, I didn't see that. I was a little disappointed that, you know, I thought they got out coached every step of the way. Uh, as relates to play calling on defense, uh, uh, on offense, excuse me, uh, the lack of adjustments on defense, I just thought that they, they got outcoached or, or the scheme or their preparation wasn't really conducive of beating a Georgia football team.
1: When when you look at the the future for TCU though, do you kind of are you like man, this was a great season and that was a one off? Are you like no, nah, there's more to build on with this thing?
5: Well, it's absolutely, there's always more to build on. The fact that they made it there is great, uh, but I think you can see the difference between a true championship team, caliber team, and where we are. We're a very good football team. You know, when you look at you know the championship level, are you there with an Alabama yet or a Georgia? Not quite. But it gives you something to measure and something to obtain to say, hey, here's what we need to do from a coaching standpoint and a personal standpoint to get in games like this and to be able to go compete for those championships.
4: Depending on how TCU fans might be encouraged or disrespected by this is the betting odds for next year's college football championship. TCU is tied for eighth alongside Clemson right now.
5: Good. Well, I think, unfortunately, I heard this from a lot of my friends. See, this shows TCU didn't belong there, mm. and I disagree. You know, uh, you earned yourself there. They didn't play as well as they like, so there's going to be some skeptics now. If TCU ends up in that same position a year from now as they did this year, to say, "Hey, see, that's why you don't take this team. They can't compete. Look what happened last year." But you know, unfortunately, you know, TCU put themselves in that position, so they're really going to have to work hard. To say, hey, you if we're able to get back there, we can compete. And I didn't think that TCU had to win the game, but I I thought it was very important that they needed to compete at a level to prove that they deserve to be there. And other teams like TCU, who they often overlook uh, for this exact same reason, because people want a very competitive championship game. And that was not a competitive game at all.
1: Yeah, I I guess that you were you were involved in the uh, the NFC championship is the real Super Bowl situations where (laughs) where it was like, hey, it's the Cowboys and the Niners and whoever wins that's going to win the Super Bowl. And a lot of people might be sitting here today, you know, in in hindsight, because after TCU beat Michigan, it was like, man, that was a blast of a game. But a lot of people are probably like throwing out the idea of, well, Ohio State. At this point. But, yeah, I, I mean, I can see that considering even in in the pros, whenever you were there, you had that situation of these are the two best teams right now.
5: But we had to earn that. R- yeah. r- remember, yep. no one in America thought that the Cowboys would go to Super Bowl two or three years removed from a 1-15 season. Okay? So, even when we made the playoffs, no one gave us a chance and we went up the candlestick. Uh, no one gave us a chance. We went to play Buffalo in that first Super Bowl, and they're coming back for two in a row or three in a row. Uh it's like, there's no way. So even back then, once we had to prove that, hey, we can be a playoff team, we can beat San Fran on the road, we don't care that this is Buffalo's third time you know, in a row coming to Super Bowl, we had to go prove that. Once we did it, then the skeptics kind of flipped their position to say, okay, but no one gave the Cowboys a chance. 92 team, no one gave them a chance to not only get in the playoffs, but to go up to candlestick and beat a great 49er team. No one gave us a chance when we played Buffalo, who was going for their third straight Super Bowl. No one, everyone wrote us off. And that's why it was so important. Once we were able to prove those wrong in both uh, scenarios, then they kind of shit said, oh, the Cowboys might be a dynasty now. Well, I thought TCU, they did it in the Michigan game. And again, I didn't think they had to win the Georgia game, but it needed to be competitive like the Ohio State game was. And it was not competitive. It looked like, you know, and, and I love TCU and I hate to say it, it looked like from a score standpoint and how they played that it was some FCS team that they were playing. Yeah. I mean, to put 60 points on a championship game. I mean, come on, you know, so they did not live up to that standard of what fans media and everyone expects for a championship game.
4: Talk with Larry Brown right here on one Oh five, through the fans, since you mentioned That trip to candlestick for the 92 NFC championship game. We were just kicking that around here. That's the last road playoff game. The Cowboys have won. How sobering of a statistic is that?
5: I mean, it's crazy. If you were to tell me, you know, 30 years ago that we would not be able to go on the road and and win playoff games, um, I wouldn't have believed it, but you know, if you're a true championship team, you know, and I, I say this to people every year fans Think that their team can win it every year. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is, every team is not built to win a championship every year. So when you have a team that has the legitimate players and all the pieces come together, you have to capitalize on it. And so, from a talent standpoint, I, I don't think anybody would disagree. In the last thirty years, the Cowboys have had some teams, talent-wise, with Demarcus Ware, Jason Witten, Romo, and all the great you know guys they've had. Uh, with Demarco Murray there, leading the league in rushing, they had some pieces to do it and they missed those opportunities. Uh, I think they have some pieces now. Uh, I don't think they're quite playing like it, but they do have some pieces to get it done. And I would say this year, as far as NFC, I haven't seen maybe in the last 15 years where that's the only truly team that's playing somewhat great would probably be Philadelphia. Hmm. I mean, Tampa, look at that division. Uh, uh, Minnesota's up and down. Detroit has snuck in. So if there was a year to do it, San Francisco's on a third-string quarterback who's a rookie. And she's doing a great job. But if there was a team to go take it this year, this is the year to do it.
1: The uh, if you're so you played secondary, I'm not going. So I'm going to put you in the shoes of a Tampa Bay secondary, and you see Dak Prescott, and he's thrown 15 interceptions this year. Are you frothing at the mouth, or is there something that tells you now this guy on any given day can can tear us apart?
5: Well, I think Dak has to solve the issue, bottom line. At the end of the day, you know, it's. I think it's in his head now. I mean, I think he's thrown an interception every game he's played in this year. And he's been hearing that, and he's been reading about that. But you have to come out and get that out your head, not just say that you forgot about it. No, you haven't. There's no way you're going to pick or two every game at this stage and you're not thinking about it. But that's where great coaching comes in at. That's where, you know, your quarterback coach, the head coach, has to get him, about it. Then you just need that game, that game where you don't throw that pick. So I think once he has that one big game where he doesn't turn the ball over, I think you know it's like the running back to fumbles. You know, you got to go a few games without fumbling. but he's got to have that game because I do think it's in his head now.
3: Larry Brown joining us right now on the fan. Larry, when it comes to covering a guy like CeeDee Lamb who can burn you deep versus Noah Brown who's had a very good year this year but rarely ever goes down the field, I'm wondering some of these interceptions have been, it seems like cornerbacks jumping some Noah Brown routes. Give us an idea as a cornerback when you're going against a guy that has the threat and ability to go deep versus a guy that maybe doesn't run those routes.
5: Well, I think it's been a combination, all fairness to Dak, some have been, you know, receiver drops, you know, should have caught it. Others have been just bad throws. You know, you look at the pick six the last game. He threw the ball to out route. He throws it behind the receiver. You have a DB chasing, so everybody knows where you got to put that ball. It's pick six. But uh, I think the vertical threat as well, um, I even though CD is able to make plays, they don't have that true guy. I mean, Ty Hilton just got there, obviously. But that one that can just make safeties back up, and create more space underneath. Uh, Noah Brown's a bigger receiver. Uh, CD, Am- CD Lamb does a very good job, but he's not, you know, you know, no one's worried about his speed or that threat of it down the field. Uh, Ty Hilton, for whatever reason, I know he just got there. i love to see them come up with a few more packages for him just to get him involved. In the short time he's been there, he's made plays on that opportunity. But it does make a difference when you can back those safeties up and, uh, and create more space and room for your quarterback to see and those downfield plays. But CD's done a great job. I think everyone questioned, could he be a one this year? You know, is he really a two? Is this? But I think this year he answered those questions. He came in, he's their top receiver, and I think he's been very consistent. But he does need some help.
4: Now, fans around the Metroplex, we went through football pain with the Commanders game on Sunday. Football pain last night in the TCU-Georgia National Championship game. What is your confidence level that this coming Monday – we can put that football pain to rest at least for another week.
5: It's been a rough weekend for me. Cowboys. Yeah. Football. So it's been real rough for me. <laughs> you know, and everyone who does not like the Frogs or the Cowboys, I've gotten text messages, uh, a, a, a social media post, and so it's been rough for me. Um, what I hope for the Cowboys is that they can fix it. The bottom line is they're not playing the best football right now. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say they play consistently as a team, a little bit, you know, they stole some games, another record. Sometimes people get caught up in record. Oh, they're 12-4, and four, or they did this and that. Well, I look at how you're playing, and how are you playing, and how will that carry into the playoffs? I don't think anyone would say as a complete team that they put the pieces together all year. There was a point where the offense couldn't score points, and the defense was playing lights out. Then it, then they it had a reversal of roles. The offense started putting points up, and defense is getting gashed in the run game, in the pass game. So... I'm optimistic and I hope that they can put it together, but I just hadn't seen them do that yet. So I'm a little bit optimistic.
4: Man, appreciate your time very, very much. And I have that same optimism. Yeah, let's so have thank some optimism you. together. Thank Larry. you for that, good sir. I was afraid he's going to answer like Clubber Lane. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. <sighs> thanks,
5: well, Larry. thanks for your optimism nonetheless,
4: <laughs> Larry. Appreciate you, man. I'm
5: hoping can do it. I don't, I don't need a back-to-back bad weekends. So I'll tell you that. For real. Thank exactly. You. <laughs> Thank
4: you, sir. There you go. Larry Brown right here on 105 through The Fan. A couple of things. What's uh, your prediction? Is, well, Pern is Tampa Bay has been playing garbage football as well, if that helps people out at all. I had a couple more notes about the TCU game, which we talked about it going into the game. I got one. Okay.
3: TCU did have the biggest number. They had seven, and Georgia had a six and a five. Seven is bigger than six and a
4: five. <laughs> that is a fair, fair point. What do you think, Corey?
1: Um, I, I think I'm with Kevin on that one. Fair, it, fair point. Right,
4: now, the counter to that would be when you take the 65 over the seven, that's the largest bowl defeat in the history of all bowl games. Not just BCS, CFB, anything like that, or CFP, anything like that. All bowl games. I put the spread at 55 against Derek Holland, and we took TCU
3: plus 55, and luckily I covered
4: He still lost. That is a mean thing to say, but it is funny. Is We talked about it going into it. The Bulldogs were the best in college football at rushing yards against per game, only 80. And TCU was averaging 204.5 yards on the ground. Who was able to carry through? TCU, 28 rushes for 36 yards. How much Yikes. do you
3: think 33 being out
4: hurt? I, th- I think it hurt a lot because that's your guy. Like, I know Demarcado is... De, uh, get some run, and Max Duggan will run the ball. But I, I definitely think that made a difference, not a difference too.
3: Like maybe only lose. And I know this sounds horrible,
4: but maybe only lose by 30? Because I, I wonder how the flow of the game went. If TC was like, well, we can be effective running the ball. We don't have to force other things. But, yeah, the writing was on the wall that they were clearly going to lose either way. And the betting odds for next year go like this. Georgia is the favorite at 3-1, to one, followed by Alabama. Then it goes Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State, Texas, and then Clemson and TCU are tied for eighth on that list. A couple more college football notes for you is Jalen Carter, the stud defensive lineman coming out of Georgia, did officially declare for the draft he looks like a top five pick to be sure, or a potential top five pick, I guess how the rest of the process goes. But Blake Corum, The All-American running back for Michigan, who people had high hopes for, who obviously his injury prevented him from finishing out the season, says he'll be back as a senior. South Dakota State won the FCS National Championship by defeating North Dakota State. And Reggie Bush was elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. So now maybe they'll give him his Heisman back? Also in the College Football Hall of Fame? Hold on. Hold on. Yeah.
1: That's weird. It is weird. You're in the college football hall of fame. Yeah, but he yeah.
3: traded it for a house for his family.
1: Tim Tebow's also. But he made should it. get it back. I'm s i am I still think he never should have given it to him anyway. He, he can always like, okay it. it,
3: but then you go to prison for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would not, I would not recommend doing that. Should have melted it and turned it into a, a pan or something.
4: A, not a pendant or a chain or anything. What do you a think pan? it's Huge made pendant, of dude. bronze? I don't iron? No? Yeah, maybe. And then also, I don't know if you remember this guy. He was amazing when I watched him in the late '90s college football. Michael Bishop of Kansas State, the quarterback Not of
3: Kansas State.
4: Yes, he made it to the College Football Hall <laughs> of Fame. Was he Blinn or Navarro? He was Blinn.
3: Blinn. So he's a Blinn. Don't say he's a Kansas State.
4: Well, he didn't go to Texas. Is that where A&M?
3: Cam Newton went to? Did he go to Blinn? I think that is Man. also correct. Do you know why? Because Kevin doesn't. Corey, do you know why they all choose Blinn? No. Best ice cream in the country. Is that where Blue Bell is? Yep. Is it? Okay. I'm pretty sure it's in Brenham, Texas, right? Isn't that where Blue Bell originates?
4: Blinn is in Bryan. Dang it! But. Wait, are you sure? Yes. It's not that far away. Where's Blue Bell made? Actually, Blinn, I think Blinn does have a Brenham campus, actually, now that I think about it. That's not the main campus, but they do have a campus in Bryan. Okay. For the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and now it's time for some Mike likes it.
3: Okay. Mike likes it. It's a tough molten uh, bronze, Mike. Okay. That's That's what what the Heisman
1: Trophy is made out of, and no two are exactly the same. By the way, look up
3: that uh, what? Look up look up Blinn and see if that's where Bluebell originates from.
1: It's Brenham, Brenham. Okay. That, but, yeah.
3: And that's where isn't that where they play? I went to a I went to a blend game. I'm pretty sure that's where they play their football games.
4: It might be. Their main campus isn't Bryan. I've never been to the Brennan campus, Brennan okay. campus, so I'm not sure.
3: All right. So let's go back to the NBA here. Okay. Last night, Jalen Brunson had 44 points, four assists, seven rebounds. They did lose to Milwaukee. Milwaukee had a late comeback <clears throat> and won the game. But after you graded the Dallas Mavericks, yeah. I wanted to talk about Jalen Brunson because the Mavericks didn't see this coming. The Mavericks did not offer Jalen Brunson a contract. I don't Ooh. care what anybody says. You you can still offer. Nobody yeah. says you can't offer. Like They can say that Jalen wasn't going to accept anything, and I totally get it. Like I'm going from Chris Arnold here. I totally get Chris Arnold's point that Jalen Brunson had made up his mind he was going to New York. I totally get that. You can still offer them five years and $160 million. Nobody's saying you can't do that. But the Mavs are like, we're not paying that money. We do not believe we'd – the Mavericks did not want to pay $30 million a year for Jalen Brunson. They weren't going to come close to that number. And so they were just like, look, we're not even going to beat the New York Knicks number because we don't want to beat that number, and we know that he's choosing the Knicks. So they can both be truthful statements is – He's averaging, I know it's early in the month, but he's averaging 33 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists on 52% shooting and 46% from 3. Like, he is having, he is making his case to be on the All-Star team. As you're getting closer and closer, And he's making a great case. He set a new career high twice in the last three games. He had 38 against uh, San Antonio, and then last night he had 44. So... The thing is, is his game just keeps improving. What we saw last year at the end of the year and then in the playoffs, that's who he is. That's the thing about Dorian Finney-Smith. I hope that's who he is. I hope Dorian Finney-Smith, going back to him, what we saw the last 25 games of the regular season and in, in the playoffs, I hope that's who Dorian Finney-Smith is. He reverted back to old Dorian Finney-Smith so far, but Jalen Brunson has just taken off from, from where he was at. And it's kind of frustrating as a Mavs fan that, son of a gun, I guess we did have our up-and-coming number two guy. Yeah. Now, I know his numbers wouldn't be exactly the same here because he'd have a little bit of a different role. He's the true point guard there. He's running the system. He's running the show. And he wouldn't be running the system and running the show. But for about 12 minutes a night when Luca gets his rest, he would be running the show and everything. But, like, The Mavs would have beat Oklahoma City the other night, most likely, if Jalen Brunson was still on the team. Yes. But they don't have a guy that can really run the team like Jalen Brunson can. So they ask Dinwiddie, a combo guard, and then they don't even have another point guard. They ask uh, minor leaguer Wright to run the other 10 to 15 minutes of the game and hope that it ends up well. Because Jaden Hardy is more of a scoring guard than he is any type of point guard. So just looking at Brunson, guys, I just wanted to bring it up and go, Man, this one looks like it's going to hurt really bad over the next few years. Would you, right now, would
4: his grade be an A? Jalen Brunson? Or would you go A plus?
3: I would go I think A A is fair. And I think an A is fair, too. I guess he is exceeding expectations.
4: Okay. I have an update for you about Blinn.
3: Update! Okay, thank you.
4: There are... Thank you. I'm not 100% sure on this. I need updates. Okay. There is when everyone's like it's in Brenham. I was like, I know for a fact there's a campus in Bryan. I've been there. All right, people are saying that Bryan is the satellite campus, but then I had two people saying people go to the Bryan campus because it's most close. It's the closest to Texas A and M so and easiest like more of an to Aggie? transfer okay. uh, credits. But then multiple people who played on the Blinn football team. These are from different okay. numbers. And I went to their website. It's the Brenham campus is where they have on-campus housing, athletics, music, and theater. So there are people saying, "No, that's the main campus." It's just the br- I've never okay. been to that one. I've been to a Blaine football game okay.
3: fifteen years ago, or and so, they And they Brenham. You're right.
4: They do play in Brenham. I had just been to the Bryan campus. Okay. I thought since it was the closest that that was the main one, but people are like, "No, no, no." Okay, that's just the closest to Annam oh, It's the Brenham. Campus, so well done, Mike. We all got and educated the fan today. texters, thank you. My mom oh, was a
1: cheerleader at Blinn. She was? Yeah. Was she pretty? Yes, my mom's beautiful.
4: That's what a great think? thing. <laughs> what do you think he's going to say? What's he going to say? <laughs> mm. Not really. <laughs> like, that no, just, I was just joking. That would be so <laughs> rude.
3: Why didn't she go to Navarro? That's where they win the national championships.
1: She wanted to go to AM.
4: She, there
3: you go. She went and, to Blend team. And did she go to AM? Yep. Did she graduate? Yep. Well, wow, in your face! Uh, <laughs> I, heads up on me! Yeah. On <laughs> I couldn't graduate from A and M, so you could have. We just
4: All had right. a baby, and then my mom and <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jaylen, those are two separate situations.
3: Jalen Brunson having a great year. I think he's going to be an all-star in the Eastern Conference. Which once, once again, we had the fun thing that I had. Like, why do we even have Eastern Conference and Western Conference voting when we don't even have an Eastern Conference and Western Conference yeah. game? I think we just need to take the best twelve guards or the best ten guards and the best fourteen big guys, and that would make a lot more sense for the game now, since it's just hand-picked by the two best players that get the most votes. So, I know tomorrow is power ranking the power rankings. But I saw these come out today on NBA.com. And I do find now that we're pretty much halfway through the season, kind of fun to start seeing where the power rankings of these NBA teams are because it gives you an idea of maybe yeah, the yeah, true yeah. championship contenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you guys like to guess right now who they have as the number one power-ranked team in the I'm NBA? I'm
4: s- still going to go. I see some viable candidates, but I'm still going to go Celtics 1. Okay.
1: I like Celtics That's two. a
3: good... Uh guess.
4: Mavs oh, number
1: no. one always.
3: Mavs are not number one. The Denver Nuggets are number one uh, in the power ranking. So their offensive rating is number two. Their defensive rating is number 23. Their net rating is seventh, and their pace of play is 20th. So just to give you a little bit more on what yeah. the Denver Nuggets, when you see the Nuggets, what they're doing, but they rank them number one. They did rank the Celtics number two. Their offensive rating is number one. Their defensive rating is number seven. Their net rating is number one. Their pace of play is right in the middle at number 15. To give you an idea when you're watching the Celtics play, I do think the Celtics are going to win it all. I just I don't know if Denver's separating from the Western Conference. What do you
4: think of Denver Nuggets? Do you feel like there's a separation at all? I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say a separation yet just because Memphis – has kind of surprised me by keeping up. And I know people are going to say, hey, Memphis has shown they could play really well without John Morant last year and everything like that. I think Memphis is the team that's going to give them maybe the longest run. But I think Denver is showing that they're the best team in the West. And Nikola Jokic is having a phenomenal year. Like an MVP-worthy year that I don't think he'll get. Because of the Larry Bird factor that we talked about maybe last week.
3: By the way, I would really love for it to be like a 3-6 matchup or 4-5 matchup of Ja Morant versus Luka.
4: That would be awesome. Now, it
3: might not go well as our team winning, but I and then I, you just wonder if they just say, well, Ja's better, like, you know, Stephen A. Smith, well, he's better, he won the series. So and, annoy, and,
4: and ignore, like, what Desmond Bain is doing, what Jaren Jackson right. does, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Number I hear three...
3: You. I don't think we'll be there long. I think there is it gonna be Brooklyn. It then? is Brooklyn because Kevin Durant just got diagnosed with—is it a knee injury?
4: I thought it was his knee, and he was having a—he was yeah. making a push up the yeah, his right MVP knee. rankings.
3: Sprained MCL will be out at least a month. They're,
4: so they're in trouble.
3: They are twenty-seven and thirteen. Got off to the horrible start. Fired Steve Nash. That has worked out tremendously well. They are fourth in offensive rating, ninth in defensive rating, fourth overall in net rating, and they play at the second fastest pace in the NBA.
4: You know what's interesting about these power rankings, because I would imagine like the Pelicans are decently high in this, is the Pelicans and the Nets are two teams that are missing key cogs. I think the Pelicans are far better suited to absorb that injury than the Nets.
3: Number four is the Memphis Grizzlies, who you mentioned. Okay. So yeah, you, th- you look at right now Denver, then Boston, then Brooklyn, then Memphis. Then, interesting, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. They're having a heck of a year. They are 30th in pace of play. Just Whoa. remember that. Number six, Fair the you, Philadelphia Donald. 76ers. Number seven, the New Orleans Pelicans. Number eight, the Milwaukee Bucks. Number nine,. Wow
4: are Dallas Mavericks. Milwaukee has really struggled as of late. Do you think that seems about right?
3: I think right now, but I will say this. Milwaukee can win it all. So now that I got to the Dallas Mavericks, I know I'm going to name these fast again, guys. I'd love your opinion here. Denver, Boston, Brooklyn, Memphis, Cleveland 76ers, New Orleans, Milwaukee, Dallas. What teams do you believe can truly win the championship? out of those teams right now where like where's the lawn almost the line drawn on like yeah here's the power rankings but here's where i see these teams can win and these teams yes they're ranked high but they can't
1: win why why couldn't denver win I think Denver can win. Okay. Like, like that's, that's one of those that I look Check at. Mark, and I agree, go, too. I think they, they could easily win the West. They have lots of pieces that put them in prime place to make it. I'm sure Michael Porter
3: Jr. will be healthy all playoffs.
4: Yeah, not for those reasons. <laughs> I I think Boston I agree. can win. I think Milwaukee can win. Yeah, you think Brooklyn can win? I do not. Uh, like I, I'm just not a believer in okay. that experiment when it comes to crunch time. And so Kevin Durant's injury furthers that cause away from me. I do not. Do you like the grind that Memphis can pull off in a, a I think, playoff series? I think Memphis can win.
3: I agree. Can
1: they keep up with a Golden State when they're like well, they were last year was Golden State just such a buzzsaw last year. They're a different team. I think team Golden
3: now. State's did for some reason this year and I know they're 20 and 20 by the way. Curry's coming back. So they they got to 500 with Curry coming back for the second half of the season and I do think they're going to make I'm noise. I put here. them on my
4: list. Yeah.
3: I but for I, and let's keep seeing cuz obviously a lot can change. We're not even to the All-Star break, but we are pretty much halfway through the season. Uh by the way, I didn't write them down um because they weren't in the top they're thirteenth, so they have risen up to third. Golden State's on
4: my list. I'm I, telling you, gotcha. like I get their lower. Okay. I'm putting. So them you on say the
3: Brooklyn? List. No, I'm putting an X next to them. Do you think Cleveland can win it all? No, I don't either. But I do really like them. They're going to make it to the second round. Philadelphia, yes, they can. Okay,
4: New Orleans. New Orleans is the toughest one no. on the list. I get, the I get. I I think they need some you more. I think that. they need
1: a, a little more growth in yeah. the playoff r-
4: world. I. All right. I have a limited number of teams, so I will say yes. Right. But I 100% understand the no answer. Dallas. No. They're not deep enough. Yeah.
3: They're, they're, I mean, I hate saying this, and I'm not taking shots at the other guys. They have roles, but this is the most one-man team out of all. By the way, Indiana is number 10. Out mm-hmm. of all the teams that are ranked in the top 10 right now in power rankings, Every team you can go, well, who's their next guy? And you can immediately go, oh, this is their next guy. And Nothing against Christian Wood, yeah. 18 and 8. We talked about it earlier, really improving and, and being a better and better player, or Spencer Dinwiddie. But like when you just look at the other teams, they have that other guy.
1: Yeah. The I mean, just look at the reason you got to the next round or finished out Utah was because your one guy was hurt Embrushing. and you had somebody else that could
3: carry the load. That's why I think it hurts so much because if agree. I threw uh, – to end this off – if I put Jalen Brunson back on the Dallas Mavericks... Then my then I, answer is yes. I agree. For sure, it's And yes. I think that Jalen Brunson was worth... I, I didn't think he was at the time. I, I was going to offer it to him no matter what because I didn't want to lose him, but then the Mavericks are like, look, we're not offering him the full max contract. We don't believe he's worth it. We can't do it financially... So we're not going to offer him because that's the only way we could possibly get him to say no to New York. And they didn't want to put that on the table for him to accidentally say yes to.
4: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Man,
1: what did Jerry say this morning that ticked off Kevin? We'll find
2: out next. (laughs)